Hello, hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to another week of Am I Worthy as it is Friday, December 6th. And so now y'all, we are in December, which is the month of Christmas, while also it's, in my personal opinion, my favorite holiday, New Year's Eve. I love, uh, I love anything new, right? I love trying new food. I love a new year. I love new places to go. I just love new. I'm a person, I really honestly do not like staying in one place for a long time. And this is also, well, I'm a person that I would just love to travel so much within, um, Scott willing, uh, next year while also throughout my life. And that I just really can't imagine a lifestyle where, I'm not going out the country at least one or three times out of the year, like straight up. That's kind of, that's honestly a dream I have. And so thinking about how we're entering the new year, we've had 2020 happen. And for some people, it's been their best year ever. For some people, it's been an okay year. And then for others, it has been a year that you just feel like I am barely crossing the finish line entering 2021. And no matter which end of the spectrum you're at, know that God is still on the throne. And then also, it is very dangerous to only look at your situation from a worldly perspective. When I say this is, no matter the situation you're in right now, it's very dangerous to think about, oh, why is this happening to me? Why is this, this and that versus uh mindset a perspective of okay god what are you teaching me and then also um like within matthew 7 7 of how uh it how talks about ask and it will be given it would be given to you knock and the door will be open and then there's one other thing yeah within that text it says ask there is nothing wrong with asking god and so Whatever you are hoping and praying for, just ask God. Well, also, it is really huge to pray for, Lord, I ask God for your will to be done above my will. And when I say this, it's because God is not a genie in a bottle. He is not. And so when we're praying, when we're asking things, our ask yourself, am I truly inviting God into my life, right? Am I truly saying, okay, God, um... I want to bring glory to you. And so, God, I want to allow you to move through me. And and also, I want to move for you. And so, today, what we'll talk about is how to enter the new year. And keep tuning in because this is going to be a series. And so, point number one, I just said it. Give glory to your Father in heaven. Give glory to your Father in heaven. Whether whether this year you have felt so disarrayed, you felt like God left you, you felt like, um, honestly, at times I want to commit suicide, or you felt you you felt like if God was real, why is all this happening within the world? Right? No man knows the plans that God has, and then also, um, let me go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me go in real quick. No man. No man knows the plans that God has for you. And so whoever you are and you have felt like you can't do whatever God is calling you to do, whether this is starting something, whether this is leaving a situation, even if this is uh, like a organization or whatever this is, 
No man knows the plans that God has. And so it's very, very dangerous to be slip in a slippery slope, right? To be slipping into a pattern, whereas you are working to please people and not to please God. That's another point of work to please God first, not people, right? Working, doing, working and working, working and doing all your work and having all of your enthusiasm, your energy or whatever to please a human being is not a spot you want to be in. Cause when people mess you over, when you started something, but then you only did it because someone told you to do it, but yet God never told you to enter this um, partnership, this friendship, this relationship, or anything. That is a very dangerous spot to be. It truly is. And so let's make sure that we're not putting ourselves in situations whereas we feel like we've entered a situation and we can't leave, right? Because no man knows the plans that God has. And even if you have a prophet, right? You have a prophet pray something over you, yet something that God told you literally a day or two days or even two, three months ago is what God said. But then you had a prophet or someone pray over you and it was something completely different than what God told you. Be really careful about putting people in the place of God because no person, not even myself, is your God. Is your God. God is God and he is God alone, right? So, yeah. All right. And so we're thinking of how do you give glory to your father? Right. And why this is important. Think of the text, John 5, 1 through 14. Right. So within John 5, 1 through 14, you have this healing at the pool, right? And so this is during a time when Jesus was performing miracle after miracle. He was like doing ministry and everything, right? And that there was this part, this part near Bethesda, whereas it was this pool where a great number of disabled people would just go there, like blind, lame, paralyzed, you name it, they were there. And so there's this one person within John 5, 5, um, one who was there who had been and what they what they called back then an invalid for 38 years 38 years this man was here right and so within john 5 6 when jesus saw him lying there lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time he asked do you want to get well and seven sir the invalid replied i have no one to help me get into the pool when the water is stirred while I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Let me pause. Let me pause right here. Let me pause, pause right there before we keep going. This man was lying there for 38 years and all these people were going ahead of him. When as people, right, say you're a person and you say you follow Christ, right? I have a question. Do your actions follow this, right? When God tells you, gives you an instruction or you see someone who is in need of help, who is in need, who is within need do you help this person or even if you can't do it you don't have the resources you don't have the finances or whatever to help someone do you at least try to be there for a person like even think about friendship right to be a real friend is being there for someone it's literally that simple are you a person right and you always talk about your friends are you a person and you always smile on Sunday when you come to church yet you're the same person turn around Monday and Tuesday and you're gossiping did you know that slander is a sin as well and so truly ask yourself this is that when people are within need or I see someone who needs help am I trying to 
like do I ask God okay God how can I help this person or do I just sit still or even just prayer there's so much power in prayer do you pray for people or do you just talk about them behind your back so that's something maybe you need to leave in 2020 okay and so going back to the text within John 5 7 sir the invalid reply I yeah so we went through that part so within John 5 8 then Jesus said to him get up pick up your mat and walk at once Mm, that's a testimony in itself how God who his time in at once the man was cured he picked up his mat and walked right and so this was during a time of day when the Sabbath had took place and then the Jews said to the man who had been healed is it the Sabbath the law forbids you to carry your mat and then within 11 but he replied the man who made me well said to me pick up your mat and walk and pay very very close attention when you're reading the Bible pay attention to the situation right the Bible it's not like a checklist oh my goodness I've read like 30 chapters this week. Oh yeah, I'm a great Christian. No, it's when we read the Bible, it's us inviting Holy Spirit. Like, okay, Holy Spirit, like, please, I want to hear this text. Like, I want to eat it. And when I say eat it, for instance, I'm a person, right? This is, and this is just me. This doesn't have, this doesn't have to be you, but it's just me personally. I don't like, I personally prefer most of my days to not eat breakfast or eat anything before I read the Bible like when I hear like when I hear the word eat the text that means like I'm eat like I'm eating it like it's giving me my fulfillment before anything else right and so uh when I think of so pay attention to that part but he replied the man who made me well said to me pick up your mat and walk and so pay attention to this part so they asked him who is this fellow who told you to pick it up and walk they literally asked him who who and so then the man who was healed and had no idea who it was for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, see, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. So I would say I pay attention to that part because going back to the first point of give glory to your father this man did not give glory to glory to jesus jesus performed a whole miracle right and he did not give any glory when within this text did you see him say thank you you didn't and this was john 5 1 through 1 through 14 he did not give glory to god when god increases or even decreases something do we give glory to him or um, do we harden our heart to him? And I know um, some of y'all are going through some really different trenches, right, within your life right now. And it's very hard to hear that. But I am saying to you, okay, this is coming from Gabrielle Thorne. I am saying to you that no matter what you're going through, give glory to God. And also, the more you praise, the more you worship God, it just starts to stir something within you. Even if it just starts with a little clap. Even if you fell so down, you don't know how you're going to pay your bills, your kids are acting up, or um, you have all this like baby mama drama, daddy, whatever drama going on. Give glory to your, give, give glory to your father, right? No matter what situation you're going through. And then also... 
when you think about the life that um, Jesus lived, how he lived, how he died, how he rose up three days later, right? It's like that in itself is enough and that God is enough. Anything that we have, anything we do is like within Ecclesiastes, everything is meaningless. Everything is meaning. Everything is meaningless. And this sounds so crazy to hear, but it's true. Because when we think about it, anything that um, we do and it's not for God or it doesn't give glory to God, it's like, what is the point of it, right? When you, when you, when you receive salvation, right? When you declare that Jesus is Lord, right? And everything. And you repent. You seek salvation for your, your sins and everything, right? When you do this and you become a full believer, because that's what being a believer is. When you become a believer, right? And you start to move. You start to do. You start to grow. You start to become, right? You start to become more like God. Why? Because you have this gift of eternal life. Right? And so when this happens, you just start to realize like, hey, what am I doing in my life? hey am I living for myself anymore I'm living for God right and so entering this new year if you realize there's some habits that you need to break off write them down literally if there's a habit of just being uh reckless with expenses uh yeah expenses like um yeah like do you have to have a new handbag every single season do you have to have this and that because everybody else around you do um it could be that it could be um you don't treat your spouse right every time they come home you always have something to fuss about every time y'all go tonight you're always trying to make an argument to really deflect to and what you think in your head is deflecting from your insecurities or your problems that God even told you about before this happened yet yeah, uh you keep ignoring it or you're ignoring God is God sending you to a place to move yet yeah, you're ignoring it is God telling you that I'm about to bring a curse on your house if you do not if you do not do the first thing I've told you to do, yet you're ignoring it. Are you ignoring the fact that God keeps telling you time after time to come back to me, my son, come back to me, my daughter, yet you keep going back to this same lifestyle because it's comfortable. And I had talked about this in an episode a couple weeks ago, so definitely go back and listen. And so if you want to leave a lifestyle, uh, go back and really listen to that episode. All right, and so y'all say, okay, we're giving glory to Father. We're working to please God first, not people, not people, but we're working to please God first, right? When we're working to please God first, think of Philippians 3, 7. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. This is Paul writing. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage. Mm, that is such a good word. Ah, garbage. I told y'all everything's meaningless. All right. So then back that I might gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. It is faith that pleases God. It is faith, 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 faith. Faith is what it's about. If you don't understand um, 
how to read faith, how to under, understand faith, read it within the Bible, right? A Bible is not something just that, that should just be dusty within your room. Like, that thing should be mm, hot. And you're a person, and you read the Bible on your phone, yet you realize it's a distraction, then use use a paper Bible, right? Or even you go to, you don't have a paper Bible. When you go to church next time, ask someone like, hey, can I just get a Bible? You know, and they should give you one. Yeah, just just ask, just ask. And then, um, yeah, like for instance, uh, for myself, uh, so for me personally, over these last couple of months, I have been within a paper Bible more than I've been within my phone because, um, I, don't, I just feel like it's different, honestly, to read from your phone versus uh, a paper Bible. And then also I realized, like, if I have my phone, even I, like y'all, I can literally have my phone and do not disturb. But then I just get dis- like distracted, kind of. And so that's why I read the paper Bible. Like, even if I have a Bible plan, like o- online, I'll just do it in the paper Bible. And so, um, yeah, do that. That's a habit to add. And y'all, start thinking about what are habits that I want to do next year? Who do I want to become? Don't focus on being or doing and this and that. Who do I want to become, right? So when I think about who I want to become, right, I think about seven years from now, I'm a person that if I could make multiple streams of income, I think that that would be very amazing. Why? When I think about the life that I want the life the lifestyle that I want God willing because his will is above my will yeah when I think about the lifestyle I want I want to travel a lot traveling is it of course you can budget it of course and everything yeah I'm a person when I travel I don't like to travel and be skimp or be cheap do you understand what I'm saying so say for instance I'm a person I go out of the country right I'm going to I will rather spend less money on a hotel and do all the activities I want to do because all I'm going to do at the hotel is going to sleep versus I pay for like this really nice hotel yet I'm just staying in the hotel room. That's just so crazy to me. That's just me. That's just me. Like I'm a person, if I travel, I want to do all the activities. And so when I'm budgeting, when I'm budgeting this in, I'm budgeting that, okay, when I go to this country, I'm going to do what me and then also um, other person I'm with, like when you're traveling with friends, when you're traveling with, I don't know, like if I'm traveling with a future spouse or whatever, I think about the other person as well and that, okay, what do they want to do? Because that's a huge part of travel is that it's not just about me, but it's about we. Mm, that's a whole word. Mm, where'd that come from? Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, and so that's one that's one reason and then also another reason is that if i got willing had a spouse or even like i don't know if i was starting to have my first or second kid during that time is that kids kids ain't cheap y'all know how much formula costs y'all know how much diapers costs that's not cheap and so um yeah and so i would really love to have uh Oh uh, yeah, I would really love to be able to spend time with like my family, and uh, while also that I don't want to be just stuck to a time, a, like a time table, right? For instance, uh, my dream one day is to the first six months of every child's life, myself and even my husband, we take off six months from everything we do, and um, 
I'm, I'm, in, I'm within the United States, and that's something that's kind of like a really big deal. But then when you look at other countries and you look at the way that they spend time with their families when a child enters this world, it's completely different than how U.S. runs with like maternity leave and everything. And so for me personally, that's a goal I have. And so when I think about long term of how I, d- I do have a desire to spend time and then also to do whatever God has called me to do and that, OK, I'm going to be pulled within multiple places and everything is that passive income is something that seven years from now I'm, th- I'm thinking about. And so say you're a person and you're entering this new year and you're thinking, oh, what do I do? What do I do? Start learning how passive income, learn about Amazon, learn about ads, learn about um, real estate investing, start learning about these things. And passive income is not something that's overnight. And so if you see a source or you're looking reading a book and be, and also this tad bit, be careful about, especially as uh, people of Christ, reading books, reading sources that are ungodly. And so when I say this, sources that um, if you get a feeling within your spirit, you get a stirring within your spirit that whatever this source is you're reading is leading towards a lifestyle of greed, leading towards a lifestyle that is just not of God, then close up that book and throw it out. Don't keep it on your bookshelf because if something um, just gives you a stirring to just be greedy, then nah. And there are books, y'all. There are books, there are financial resources that are written by people of faith. There are. Look for them. And so, yeah. And so start learning ways to multiply your income. And now also... Think about who is the best at multiplying. Who you think? Bub, bub, bub. Jesus, duh. Right? Like, the man knows how to multiply. So, within John 6, uh, there was... Okay, so this is... This is... Within John 6, this is a time when Jesus had crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee. And then there were all these people coming because they saw, like, wow, he performed all these miraculous signs on the sick. And so, they just started to get thirsty. Like, mm, who is Jesus? And so, then Jesus went up to a mountainside and he just sat down with his disciples. And this is a time when the Jewish Passover feast was near, right? And so, Passover is basically... um like celebration, like when you go back to Old Testament and you see when the Israelites had passed over from uh, being a, like being abolished and into being in uh, like the promised land. So that's what Passover is, is on basic belt. And so within John 6, 5, when Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him for he already had in mind what he was going to do. God tests us. He tests. He's in the. Uh, I'm going out real quick. He tests our faith. He tests to see if we are really about it. Right. When you enter ministry, when you enter whatever God has called you to do, He's going to test you. Why would God just keep giving and giving and giving and giving us to yet not have tests? And this and this part of having tests is the part where. You see the real in people and you see if people are really living for God or if they're living for their lives. I promise you the for instance, for me, right? I'm a person. If whoever is mentoring me or whatever they're doing, they haven't went through tests and trials or they can't openly talk about them. That's one part. They can't be transparent about what they've been through. 
then I don't want that. Per- I don't want that person to mentor me because if you haven't passed your test and trials that God has has given you, right? And yes, we all fall short of the um the great the, of God's uh grace. That's uh, I, I understand that. Yeah, if the person who is mentoring me, right, they have not went through tests and trials and passed them. What are you gonna? How are you gonna direct me to God when you aren't even being directed to God by yourself, or you you're not being obedient to what God has told you to do? And so that's a whole word for somebody when you are whoever you are allowing to pour into you to feed to feed you the text to help you understand um not not even understand to help you read the Bible right whoever is doing this right and they're not being obedient to God themselves you should. And you should ask people questions. You should always check the fruit. I keep saying that. Always check the fruit. Whoever is discipling with you, check the fruit. Because I promise you, you'll always see it. And ask God to help you. So within John 6, he asked this only to test him. For he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, eight months wages would not buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There's plenty of grass in that place, and the men sat down, about 5,000 of them. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples in John six twelve. Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. They went from having, um, they went from a part where they didn't understand where they were going to feed all these people. They went from a part where they had no idea where this was going to come from. And then Jesus just said, sit the people down. God knows what we need. He knows where we're at. And so all we, we need to ask, we need to ask. And then also when God gives us something, we need to be grateful. We need to be content with what he's given us. And so, yeah, God is a multiplier and enter in this new year. Start praying like, God, if anything, like search me, God, if anything is unlike you within me, please remove it. And I'll be honest, it's a dangerous prayer to say, yeah, it's worth it. When I think about how much me um, personally this year, I have been refined and also the people that God has sent to help me during this process. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to have true people of God around me. Like I am so, I am so, so grateful to just have these women around me. It's just, it's just different when you have people who you can just call up and tell, and they're not judgmental. You know, I, I just really can't imagine being a friend group or having people around who are just judgmental. Like I tell them one thing, then they're going behind my back. I can't imagine that. And so y'all just have an amazing rest of your week. And yeah, I'll see y'all next week. I love you and bye-bye.